Hi, my name is Shruti and I am really into poems. I don't know if that's a good way to start off over here, but I feel like when somebody asks me what is it that you do, I tell them that I'm into poetry. And for a while I feel like I was saying that because I felt like saying I was into art made me look generic. But now I feel like poetry is a bigger part of my personality than art is. And I think that's okay. And how I feel about art and that form of expression is a whole other episode that I could do and I will do because I've realized that I like putting things into words and by words I mean verbal words. I also like putting things into written words which I will also discuss on here. So today I want to talk about a poem by Richard Saiken which is called Seaside Improvision and Richard Saiken writes really abstract poetry and I'm sure if you've read his work you know that. And it fascinates me. The first ever poem that I read by him I had it entirely memorized because I had read it so many times and some lines from it would just run in my head over and over again and it would ama- amaze me you know it it would really amaze me how this um simple set of words that doesn't have a lot of meaning on its own but we attach our own meaning and then it becomes powerful and such poetry really fascinates me and this is one such poem so i will now be reading the poem out and then i'll just put forward my interpretation of it here is seaside improvision i take my hands off and i give them to you but you don't want them so i take them back and put them on the wrong way the wrong wrists The yard is dark, the tomatoes are next to the whitewashed wall. The book on the table is about Spain, the windows are painted shut. Tonight you're thinking of cities undergrounds, of snow, and I stare at you like I'm looking through a window counting birds. You wanted happiness, I can't blame you for that, and maybe a mouth sounds idiotic when it blathers on about joy. But tell me you love this. Tell me you're not miserable. You do the math, you expect the trouble. The seaside town, the electric fence. Draw a circle with a piece of chalk. Imagine standing in a constant cone of light. Imagine surrender. Imagine being useless. A stone on the path means the tree is not ready. A stone in the hand means somebody's angry. The stone inside you still hasn't hit bottom. This is one of my favorite poems by Richard Saiken. I would say second favorite among the ones I've read. First being the Booth Theory, which is a longer piece, and I want to analyze that as well. I might do it in this episode maybe in another episode I'm not quite sure where this is going yet but this poem has always spoken to me of unrequited love and I think unrequited love in its essence is a very beautiful kind of love and I have friends who have 
liked people and these people have not reciprocated that reciprocated that i have liked people and they have not reciprocated it and maybe i see this poem through the experience of a friend because i feel like whenever i like someone and they don't like me back i tend to get over them pretty easily but i know a person who doesn't and i know a person who lets it get to them and it kills them and sometimes i don't know how to stop them from hurting and maybe that's that's okay you know all i can do is be there for them um so the first line goes i take my hands off and i give them to you but you don't want them so i take them back and put them on the wrong way the wrong wrists i've always thought of the act of giving as something very precious but when the act of giving is not received with the same enthusiasm or the same rigor that the act was performed with i feel like it loses its meaning or rather uh, the scenario runs in my head where i make something for someone and i'm really excited to give it to them but they take it and they treat it as something small when it was a really big thing to me or when i'm really excited about an incident or a fact and i tell it to somebody and they belittle it and that is what this line makes me think of then this next line which says the yard is dark and the tomatoes are next to the whitewashed washed wall i love the idea of the tomatoes being next to the whitewashed wall because it means that you know the tomatoes are going to splatter on the wall eventually but still somebody painted it white and that's interesting to me i don't know if i can explain that in words i don't know if i have the words to say what i want to with that but i think it's just a really nice phenomenon to think about and i also think it creates a really nice imagery because i think paintings with fruits in them are very pleasing and i think this sentence feels like a painting with fruits in it painted by an impressionist artist then the poem goes the book on the table is about spain the windows are painted shut tonight you're thinking of cities undergrounds of snow and i stare at you like i'm looking through a window counting birds the sentence like it's straightforward interpretation reminds me of when you take someone for granted when you look at them like you're staring through a window like they almost don't exist and um there's this phase that my friend used where she said she was chasing a certain person like a little puppy and they were the master and it really stuck with me because i feel like that is what unrequited love feels like and even though not everybody is cruel and not everybody will treat the person loving them as a master as a little puppy and for them to be the master i feel like to an extent that is what unrequited love feels like you wanted happiness i can't blame you for that 
And maybe your mouth sounds idiotic when it blathers on about joy, but tell me you love this. Tell me you're not miserable. This makes me think of unrequited love in the sense that when a person cannot love you back and they feel guilty about it and they just want to get out of that guilt but it also satisfies them in a way it satisfies them to know that there's somebody out there who loves them because it is a form of validation and the other person is telling them tell me you love this tell me you're not miserable so it's just a constant war because i feel like the relationship shared between two people where there is a one sided love or rather an an unrequited love is a very special kind of relationship and i've had the chance to witness this kind of relationship very closely even though it was not my own i feel like i was very involved with the person and i could empathize with them you do the math you expect the trouble this is funny because i will be side tracking with my interpretation a little bit um so one time in psych class we were discussing the ethics of experiments and one of these experiments was by i forget the name yeah baron cohen and they tested um the ability of people diagnosed with autism and asperger's syndrome on their ability to understand emotions through eyes and they were trying to test the theory of mind and we were discussing to what extent is it ethical to put a bunch of people with autism in a situation where they have to interpret and interpret emotions from a set of eyes and how it could be stressful for them and this was a debate where one side was saying that it was ethical and one side was saying that it wasn't ethical and the side that said it wasn't ethical kept arguing and the side that said it was ethical said that people with autism know that they have autism and they know that they struggle with social um aspects of life so when you know that you can't do something and it when you try to do it and you can't do it it's not surprising so it's not distressing or embarrassing and i found that really funny to in a way and the other group didn't understand so i made it my thing to make them understand and i told them that you know you can't get an A in psychology and then when you try to get an A in psychology and you don't get an A in psychology it's not surprising because you knew you were not going to get that A to begin with and that is that little incident is what this line reminds me of that was such a derail i am so sorry but moving on the seaside town the electric fence draw a circle with a piece of chalk imagine standing in a constant cone of light the seaside town the electric fence this reminds me of teenagers getting high i don't know if that makes sense in any way but i feel like it's very young adult movie like to go at the edge of the town near an electric fence and sit on that wall or near that wall 
and get high or go to rooftops and terraces and get high and it kind of intrigues me as to why we at such a young age find the need to get certain substances involved and it's a question i've been trying to answer for a while now and i don't know i i really don't know but it also in a way is symbolic of youth and i find that really beautiful but i also don't like that the symbolism of youth today is substance because substance can very easily lead to substance abuse and i don't have a lot of opinions on drinking and smoking mainly because i've stopped myself from building opinions on these aspects of life and maybe that's a topic for next time but moving on draw a circle with a piece of chalk imagine standing in a constant cone of light i feel like here the imagery kind of speaks for itself where you're just standing in a constant cone of light light being symbolic for happiness and i think constant happiness can in a way be burdening but maybe that's just me maybe i cannot accept that things are rhythmic rhythmic is that a word in rhythm i feel like in rhythm is more grammatically correct i just cannot accept it when things are in rhythm i'm like when is it when is it going wrong and so i think of happiness as a very periodic thing the next sentence goes imagine surrender imagine being useless and i like the placement of these sentences because it goes imagine standing in a constant cone of light imagine surrender imagine being useless because i feel like that is what i imagine when i think of happiness i think of it ending and i don't know what to make of that the last sentence of this poem goes like a stone on the path means the tea is not ready a stone in the hand means somebody's angry the stone inside you still hasn't hit bottom i really like the symbolism of stone used here because it's like throwing a stone in a well and never hearing it hit bottom and how that's really unsettling and the last sentence always gets me which is stone inside you still hasn't hit bottom because maybe there isn't a bottom to hit inside you maybe you're just an endless void of emotions or of emptiness and the emptiness never ends and it just consumes you and i think that is very poetic because i feel like it is from that place of emptiness that endless void that poems come from that art comes from that music comes from i don't know i could be wrong but i think of expression as in a way tragic and maybe that's an opinion that i've built recently and i've had different thoughts about expression all throughout my life and maybe that could be a whole other episode So 
that was my first episode i really enjoy analyzing poetry mainly because it is so complex yet so simple and now that i've said that i realize what a cliche thing it was for me to say so yeah i don't really know what direction this is going to take this is mainly just for me to talk to someone while not having to talk to someone you know what i mean so yeah thank you for listening i'll be back with another episode soon bye